Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn Gregory, and you're on Gut Plus Science, a mentoring platform for people-first leaders of all levels. Here, we talk to exceptional leaders who prioritize culture, get fired up about employee engagement, and are excited to share ideas and tools for bettering employee experience to help others. Thank you for joining us to invest in being a better leader. Now, let's get to it. I am excited to have a friend and content expert join Gut Plus Science to inspire, educate, and walk alongside us to navigate important diversity, equity, and inclusion topics that will help us move people forward. And it's Brian McComick. Brian is passionate about creating human-centered workplace cultures and has over 25 years of experience to share with us. Brian, you go. Hello and welcome back. This is Brian McComick, your DEI commentator on the Gut Plus Science podcast channel. As always, I am grateful to be with you and thank you for joining me as we talk all things diversity, equity, and inclusion and explore together how we can create human-centered workplace cultures where humans thrive. In my episode last month, I talked about quiet quitting and my perspective on what it is and why it's happening and offered some suggestions on how we can address the concerns that are being raised by the quiet quitting phenomena. For those of you who haven't had a chance to listen, I actually don't think it's really a phenomena in the the true sense. Really what I, I believe is that quiet quitting is new fancy language for job dissatisfaction or for a low employee engagement. And some of the best practices and approaches that we would have historically used to tackle employee engagement or job dissatisfaction would, I think, still apply in, in the, the conversation around quiet quitting. That said, I, you know, I, I realized um, as I was reflecting on the episode that there may be more to the conversation than what I had first surmised. And I wanted to invite, in the spirit of diversity, some other voices to offer their perspectives. So I invited the Hummingbird Humanity team to share their thoughts on quiet quitting. And I think you're going to be interested to hear what they had to say. So first, I want to offer some context that emerged in our conversation about what's happening in the world around us. The pandemic, war, global warming, economic turmoil, social division. There's a lot that impacts all of us as humans on a regular basis. And those contextual realities are are influencing how we make decisions about our lives. And those, that includes the decisions we make about work. So one of the thoughts that came up in this conversation with the team at Hummingbird was that we might label quiet quitting as conscious quitting. And it's um, in the, the spirit of employees are making decisions about where they want to work and how they want to spend their time. And they're choosing to join organizations that they feel connected to purpose and they feel like the organization is committed to making the world a better place. So I think the conscious quitting language and framing is really worth exploring as we try to understand the humans that work in our companies and organizations in the world today. And what do they need from us to feel like they belong, to feel like they're included, to feel like they're connected to purpose, not only in their roles, but in the organization? Do they believe in your organization? I think that there's some interesting questions and conversations to explore there. Another 
conversation that emerged or thought that emerged was about the influence of the industrial revolution on how we treat humans in our workplaces. Now, of course, the industrial revolution was a hundred years ago now, I believe. And you know, the focus on engaging humans at work or employees at work was how do we maximize their performance, maximize efficiency. And so really when I hear the language and think about the language of, of the focus of that time, it's really treating humans more like robots than humans. While workplace practices have been improved since then, the team thought that there are still an element of how we treat humans at work that are anchored in those systems and the thinking that emerged during the industrial revolution. So how do we acknowledge that we are humans first, employees second, or we're humans and not robots, and start to tackle the systems that are treating humans other than what they actually are, which is humans. Another lens or thought that came up in the conversation was that the quiet quitting conversation is about employees starting to set boundaries. I mentioned in this, this context of the world around us, um, employees and, and are starting to reframe what work means to them and want work to be, particularly for Gen Z, want work to be part of their life and not an all-encompassing reality. The last two thoughts that emerged in the conversation were first that uh, this quiet quitting um, phenomena or reality is perhaps surfacing the invisible labor that women and people of color in particular have committed to organizations for so many years and particularly around focusing on creating connection in those in the workplaces where they are or championing for underrepresented groups. Uh, and so maybe the time has come for those humans to say, we're not doing the invisible labor anymore. And we're starting to experience the those boundary setting moments, which um, we've labeled as quiet quitting, but is really a, a plea to say, we need everyone to be part of creating connection and to challenging the systems of oppression that continue to marginalize underrepresented groups. And lastly, there was this message around how Gen Z might frame going above and beyond, quote unquote, as a question also about what is going above and beyond and what is being taken advantage of. And, you know, that's, I think, a build on that boundary setting conversation. So those are a few few of the ideas that emerged from the conversation with the Hummingbird Humanity team. Suggestions that that came up were how to, to foster an environment of psychological safety that allows for open conversation and communication that allows employees and managers to have that open dialogue and conversation and then allows managers to help influence the realities that are impacting the employee's experience. And lastly, there was a conversation about the importance of building trust and how do we create bridges of trust between managers and employees and what are the steps that can be taken there? And uh, we'll be releasing some information at Hummingbird later this month in March to help with the conversation around how to build trust. So be sure to join us for our human-centered leading conversation this month. Before I wrap up, I want to say thank you to the Hummingbird team members that contributed to this episode, Dr. Vanessa Gray, Nick Reich, Michael Acoma, Jessica Velasco, Serby Lal, Lauren DK, 
Ben Green and Justin Brady Joyner. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts and ideas and perspectives. And for you, those of you listening, I hope that this build on the episode last month of around quiet quitting and sharing my perspectives last month with the team's perspectives this month is offering you a variety of lenses to explore as you're thinking about how do I create a workplace culture where humans thrive? As always, thank you so much for being with me. I hope that you find these messages and the content helpful. If you like what you hear, please follow me on LinkedIn or on Instagram. And you can also follow Hummingbird Humanity on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Until next month, stay safe and be well. We just left the world a little bit better. Now, go do something with it.